Over the last few years, event professionals have seen a lot of changes and challenges that are going to have a lasting effect on the industry. So on this podcast, we're talking to some of the best in the business about the opportunities these changes have presented, the questions that have emerged, and what's on the horizon. Welcome to Event Horizons. I'm Nolan Ether. And I'm Olivia Van Karen. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to use event data to improve your event strategy and prove ROI. In this new era of events, collecting and learning from event data is key to a successful event program. Whether it's virtual, in-person, or something in between, event technology has provided event professionals with the ability to gather the data that they need to create more personalized experiences for attendees and prove ROI to sponsors, exhibitors, and internal stakeholders. So Olivia, we're both marketers and we know that people are always asking us to prove the ROI of the things that we're doing in marketing. But for event professionals, that's relatively new and I think they're used to more qualitative metrics. But in this new era of events, measuring ROI is really important. So can you talk a little bit about the two different types of data that we think we should collect and and how event professionals should be thinking about that? That's a great question, Nolan, and something that um, we talk about in our guide on event data and ROI, um, which we created in partnership with SCIF Meetings. And I'll link this down below in the show notes. But we really hit on this point of you need to first know what you want to know. So some questions to think about pre-event, like if you have a marketing operations team or an individual maybe who kind of leads that on your marketing team, are you aligning with them pre-event to ensure that you're capturing the right attendee information? Having that that synergy pre-event is going to set you up for success after your event and ensuring that you're you know, providing your sales team with the right information they need um, to go after those, those prospects. And it's also important to think about your sponsors and exhibitors and how are they going to be impacted by the data you're capturing. So to your point, Nolan, like, There's qualitative and there's quantitative goals. Ask them about their goals. Are they focused on brand awareness? Are they focused on selling a product? Um, There are nuances there. And and ensuring that you and your partners are on the same page pre-event is going to help you understand how you're going to set them up for success during the event and then post-event so they can get the most out of that experience. But data isn't just about proving ROI, right? Like you can use data to personalize content, personalize experiences for your attendees. So I love this statistic included in that event data and ROI guide. And this is from McKinsey um, Research. And it says that 71% of consumers expect personalization from brands and 76% are frustrated and disappointed when they don't find it. So what does that tell us, right? Like our attendees are consumers. If they're not having a personalized experience, they're not going to be satisfied with the event and you risk losing those attendees returning to your event and wanting to continue to be involved with the experience. Same goes for sponsors and exhibitors. So a one size fits all approach doesn't cut it anymore. As an industry, we've had to start kind of asking ourselves, where can we personalize? When does it make sense to personalize? And how is data backing up that personalization? So we know that data is important, but it brings up a lot of new challenges around how to collect, gather, sort, and analyze that data, which may be new things for event professionals. So there's a lot of different challenges. You may need to loop in people like your IT team or other lines of business, depending on the size of your organization. For example, integrations is a huge piece of it. Every time that you have a platform that's gathering data on your attendees, 
that data needs to live somewhere and it needs to speak to other pieces of software. So the more different platforms and pieces of software tools that you use to create an experience for attendees, the more integrations need to be connected for that data to become actionable and usable and insightful. So thinking about point solutions and individual maybe best in class solutions for the different aspects of your events versus an end to end solution that maybe has everything that you need and can be integrated a single time. That's really important. And enterprises have even more data challenges, including security, compliance, and just a larger overall business and stakeholders that need to align. But what's really important is turning that data into actionable insights. Like, how are you going to take those numbers and make it into something that is going to improve your events program, your your event strategy? So in that event data and ROI guide that we mentioned earlier, we show example data from an actual WebEx events customer event. And under the social activity metrics, you can see things like number of profile views, conversations started in the platform, social wall posts, video chats. And in, the, in this example, there were a few video chats actually scheduled directly um, during the event. And as a planner, these are the kinds of things that, things that should get your wheels turning. How can you use that data to inform event design and structure? Don't just, you know, we don't want to let that event data just sit there and, and collect us. So obviously data is a key component in the evolution of events, enabled by the rise of event technology and the prominence of virtual, as well as digital forward in-person events. These new formats and sources of data means there's more to gather than ever before. And gathering it is only half the battle. Leveraging that data in a successful way can also be challenging. So to learn more about some of those challenges, we're talking to Will Curran, founder of Endless Events and host of the Event Icons podcast. So Will, how have you seen event data evolve in the last few years? Prior to the pandemic, if you wanted to know what sessions everyone looked at, things like you had to use like, uh, you know, RFID tracking, you had to use Bluetooth low energy, you need to use QR codes, you had to put someone at the door of every single breakout room. And a lot of people didn't want to spend the money to do that. So they were just like, look, like we don't want to collect the data or whatever it may be. We're moving in a positive direction as the technology is getting cheaper and cheaper. But then now that people have gotten a taste of it virtually, where literally they can you know exactly where one person is at any given moment on the platform at a given time. You know, like, are there, you basically know everything short of, are their eyeballs actually looking at the live stream and what part of the page they're looking at? So multiple platforms certainly means multiple new data streams and the data inherently available with virtual events has led to people realizing that there's a gap in the data they collect at in-person events. How are event professionals filling that gap, Will? There's so much data. Now people are coming back to in-person they're like, well, how can I get that same level of data? And now they're adopting all the Bluetooth low energy and RFID stuff. I think that data is a really exciting part of what we're trying to do too, because it also helps legitimize more about the event professionals' jobs. And how are event professionals going to use that data to grow their events, whether it be virtual or in person? So this is where the power of community is huge when it comes to data. You have this opportunity that, you know, everyone's wondering, like, how are you going to sell more tickets um, to your event? Well, what if you already had this built-in audience that was engaging with your stuff? Imagine you knew who was regularly logging on to watch all your webinars and all those things like that. Some of that data is really easy to get with webinar platforms. And really imagine having that community data to know, you know, out of all the webinars you did, which ones were highest attended? What are ch people chatting about the most? Like that data is really 
again, go back to like what's going to get people butts and seats is that you're going to be able to use that data to help you sell more tickets and to be able to bring that loyal audience immediately into your your annual conference or your you know quarterly conference, whatever it may be. So data is really, really exciting when it comes to events. Thanks, Will. Data is definitely exciting, but I think we can all agree that the sheer amount of data can also be overwhelming. Next, let's talk about what you do with all of that data and how you ensure that your event data strategy is effective. And how exactly do you use that data to prove ROI to your stakeholders, internal or external? To find out, we're talking with Tammy Kakaya, Chief Strategy and Growth Officer at the Event Leadership Institute. So Tammy, how do event professionals use data to prove ROI to their internal stakeholders? The data you need should be driven by the goals and the objectives and the KPIs that you establish. And so maybe instead of collecting, you know, looking at your survey and saying, okay, these are the 20 questions we've been asking for the last 20 years, you know, if none of those 20 questions go directly to the data that you actually need in order to demonstrate whether that event accomplished the goals that you had set for it, then you need to throw that survey out the window (laughs) and you need to really think about what is the information we need. And then once you have that figured out, then figure out when do we want to ask these questions and how. Surveys are a great source of data, but these days you can track all kinds of things that have enabled us to branch out beyond qualitative post-event metrics. Some organizations may want to understand the exact return on investment in dollars and cents, while others choose to measure the impact and success of events slightly differently. So many times we focus on ROI from the financial equation standpoint, but there are a lot of events out there where that's not the ROI. So you have to really think about if, you know, improving your registration or your your engagement is is a goal. How are you going to demonstrate that you did that? What are the KPIs and objectives associated? It's very formulaic. But I often think that we don't know get to that formula. And so I think that, you know, planners, you know, learning those skills and really figuring out how do you crack that ROI code for your organization, um, I think is, is really important. Thanks, Tammy. We're also fortunate to have the chance to talk with Howard Gibner, CEO of the Event Leadership Institute. So Howard, what would you add to Tammy's thoughts on proving ROI? In general, I think um, our industry overcomplicates the analytics of it. I mean, there's a lot of data that you can crunch, but at the end of the day, you know, Tammy, Tammy started with the right point, which is, you know, wh- why are you doing this event? How will we know if we're successful? Right. And and planners don't have to have the answers for understanding how you measure it. They just need to understand the importance of having the discussion with the stakeholder and be part of that solution. Can you share how an event professional can approach and have that conversation with their event stakeholders? So if they say, for example, whether we're attending an event, exhibiting or hosting an event, you can even just start with two guardrails. Under what circumstances would we definitely do this again? And ask them to paint that picture in a quantifiable and measurable way. And then say, under what circumstances would we absolutely not want to do this again? Using the same metrics, fill that in. Okay. And that may take a little massaging, but now you've got your, your framework, your, your, you know, um, your range of, of where the event needs to fall. 
where, you know, if, if for it to be successful, it's got to be above that minimum. Okay. And, you know, ideally close to what that ideal scenario is. And then you figure out how to measure it. So with a lot of data, what is the most valuable piece and how do you make that data actionable? I would say, uh, you know, on surveys particular, uh, you know, having good survey results is meaningless. It's meaningless if it's not in context. I'll give you an example. Somebody, if you have a survey that says, you know, how uh, likely are you to recommend this event to a friend, right? Like an NPS score. Well, it depends on how much you spent on the event. If, if you flew everybody to Cancun for three days and had open bar and, you know, free massages and, you know, whatever, it was a great time. At some point, you spend enough money, everybody's going to give you high marks on the survey. That doesn't mean that it is good ROI. Right. And so you, you have to think about how to phrase the survey in a way that makes sense. So if you're doing an event that maybe doesn't involve revenue, maybe it's an internal event and you're trying to motivate salespeople, maybe find a, uh, a way to measure the performance of the salespeople from the incentive event versus not the incentive event. I think most of us always assume that financial return is the only return worth discussing when talking about ROI. But that's a great point. It's not always the main purpose of every event. But what if the revenue is the main goal of an event? Planners really need to understand how their organization is using a CRM tool. And so with a CRM, whether it's Salesforce or, or you know, whatever, they, the people in charge of sales often assign a deal value to a certain potential project. And they often assign a lifetime value to a certain client or prospect. The planners need to understand what that is. Because then they could look at, at basic data that they're used to getting, like a budget. How much is spent on an event? So if you spend $500,000 on a, on a conference that's designed to bring in prospective clients and reinforce relationships with existing clients and facilitate deals getting done, a planner saying to the, their boss, okay, we wanted to spend $500,000. We actually spent $450,000. Yay us. I saved fifty grand. That that in a in a vacuum doesn't really do anything because the head of revenue or sales who's paying for this event, not paying so that they can save money, they're paying so they can generate sales revenue. So they would in many cases rather that you come to them and say, you know what, if we spent six hundred thousand instead of five hundred thousand, I'm pretty confident that we could double the revenue that this event generates. Thanks, Howard. So, Nolan, we've learned a lot about event data and ROI today. What are your biggest takeaways? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is just that it's so new. You know, this is just not an area that we're used to having metrics on in the event space outside of just post-event surveys. And so event technology and virtual events and all of that has just created such a like plethora of new metrics and data and it's just completely overwhelming to try and figure out what do i do with all of that data what type of data do i capture how do i keep it organized how do i pull the right insights from it and it just can be really daunting yeah for sure there's so much and like you said with the introduction and kind of the explosion of virtual events there's so much more data than we had when we were just running in-person events i think will talked about how you know, the the metrics that we were capturing at in-person events, that they look a lot different now with the introduction of, of virtual. 
And I think that a big part of the overwhelm, like you said, is just the sheer amount of data. But something that I think can help event planners is really thinking about how to tie data to your goals and looking at your goals first and then making decisions about what kind of data you're capturing based on those goals. It kind of it, it kind of provides a baseline for you and your team, right? To be able to tell a story. Because if you just start firing off, you know, surveys and things like that, but there's really no strategy and intention behind it, then you probably won't get the kind of results that you're looking for that are eventually going to tell a story and prove ROI to your internal and external stakeholders. What do you think are the most important and relevant data points for event professionals right now? Thinking about how in this new era of events, we have these in-person experiences with that virtual layer. Yeah. I mean, for like, for in-person, it was never possible until recently to be able to track sessions, for example, people checking in at individual sessions, but you see that now with event technology or, you know, how long someone watched a particular session or the types of content that they engaged with or the number of connections that they made. All of that stuff is stuff that traditionally you would have just asked about, but it's not something that you can actually see quantitatively, right? And there's different types of data. And so thinking about the different stakeholders, and again, going back to your goals, like what is the purpose of this event? Who are the stakeholders that are involved? What are their goals for the event? Because it might not be the same as yours. And then how can you measure and track those particular metrics to, to prove and to explain to those stakeholders, you know, that the event was successful or what you learned or what could be improved, right? Exhibitors care about different things than sponsors, for example. If your data comes back and it doesn't tell the story that you wanted to, it didn't hit those goals that you had set out to do originally, look at where that data is coming from. Like if your engagement was bad, if those metrics come back and they're not what you were expecting, like how can you, what did you do? Like what did engagement look like in the event? Because what you deployed and the experience obviously didn't resonate. So like, how can you change that? What, what feature or what aspect of the event, what piece of content maybe didn't get a lot of clicks or um, engagement? Like what, are there other areas of your event that you can look into that will inform maybe a different piece of content that you share? Um, If your piece of content, for example, on engagement didn't resonate, but you had a session that was really, really well attended, that was on event operations or something like that. Like maybe for your next event, you think about repurposing that session into an asset that you can share with your audience. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're talking a lot about ROI and it could be a bit daunting, but really the value of data to event professionals is learning and improving and finding out what resonates with your attendees so that you can make your events better and more relevant uh, because the, the the primary goals for you as an event professional is how do I get people to these events? How do I win hearts and minds? How do I deepen connections? How do I keep them engaged? And all of that stuff, I think we have more data now to help inform that and optimize your events than we've ever had before. Thanks for learning about how data can improve your events and improve ROI. Be sure to join us next week when we'll be talking about redefining hybrid events. This podcast is brought to you by WebEx Events. For more great resources, to learn more about our guests, or to learn more about WebEx Events, take a look at the links in the show notes. And don't forget to follow and leave us a review.
I'm Nolan Ether. And I'm Olivia Van Kieran, and we'll talk to you next time on Event Horizons.